Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love, hosted by Richard Osler. We're going to talk about a conference coming up in September of 23, 2023, called Gather. And um, this podcast will focus on that new event in the LDS LGBT community. And with me on the podcast to talk about that of our event are Allison Dayton. Welcome to the podcast, Allison Dayton, and Ben Shalati. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Hey, Richard. Happy to be here. Hello. And Allison, why don't you first introduce yourself in case any of our listeners don't know you and what you're doing with Lift and Love and others. And then Ben will introduce himself also. Okay. Well, I'm super excited to be with both of you, particularly. And uh, I'm Allison Dayton. I'm the founder of Lift and Love, which is an organization of support for LGBTQ individuals and their families. Um, uh, I had, I grew up in a family with an LGBTQ member, and I have a son who's LGBTQ. And um, I realized that as a mom and watching my mom, that there really is very little support for uh, around moms and families and uh, and LGBTQ people. But but my main focus started with moms, uh, just because I I knew that I wasn't finding support and um, my mom had no support. So I started this to kind of help moms, and it's just grown and blossomed into an entire family affair because that's really what it is uh if you have a lgbtq member in your family all of a sudden it's all about the family and what how does the family fit in the gospel of jesus christ and and how do we keep everybody connected to the savior so that's us that's me thank you allison and i'm ben shalati i have a podcast myself called questions from the closet that i host with charlie bird and each episode we discuss a question we commonly get asked as lgbtq saints and that is super fun i have no organization questions from the closet is not an organization we just do it in my basement uh and we have a, a handful of amazing volunteers who do more work than we do um and it's so fun i love having guests on having conversations uh with our friends that people get to listen in on I sort of book called A Walk in My Shoes, Questions I've Often Asked of the Gay Liar Saints, which I'm really proud of the Desert Book, Pub- Desert book published. And uh, I just love uh, educating people on the LGBTQ Liar Saint experience uh, and helping them, helping people know how to minister to their LGBTQ friends and loved ones. And also just creating spaces and, and mentoring uh, LGBTQ people who are trying to figure out how to navigate these wars, what to do with doing their lives. I, like Allison, kind of did this on my own until I, found people around the time I was 30. And I don't want people to have to go through all the lonely years that I have to. So hoping to create spaces that that uh, and foster foster conversations so that the people don't have to spend so much time alone. Thanks to both of you. You're both are two of my heroes and a lot of listeners feel the same way. Allison Dayton for the work you're doing at Lift and Love and Ben for the work you're doing sharing your own story as well as your book and your podcast and um, listeners will link in the show notes to the Gather Conference we're going to talk about that, and also Lift and Love, Questions in the Closet, and Ben's book, Walk in My Shoes, um, th- four great things for you to connect with. Um, let's talk about Gather. This is um, a new thing. Um, it's the first ground, It's the first inaugural event, I guess inaugural and first are synonyms, so sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's already some events in this space or some organizations. And 
So maybe you can talk about um, just why you felt a need to do this event. Yeah, I just want to share a little bit about how this kind of all started. So I've, I've known Allison for a while, and she and I both went to this event uh, last October called Restore. Uh, and it was hosted in Salt Lake. There were 1,500 people there. And I had the best time. Like, I met people. I, I saw old friends. Uh, the messages were uplifting. The music was inspiring. And it was. And when it was all over, I didn't want it to be done. And Allison was there. And I, and I came up to her and I said, Allison, we have to do this for our LGBTQ friends and loved ones. Like, like we can do this. And that, that's really where Allison and I started uh, working together to plan this event. And Gather is not an organization. It's just a group of people who got together to plan an event. We have an organization. Um, and we're doing this one event. Maybe we'll do some in the future. We don't know. We just felt like this was something that, that needed to happen uh, this year. Totally, totally. And last year, I did an event for just for moms that you both were so uh, gracious to come to. And it was really such an, a powerful event because, um, as most moms would say, they just thought they were alone. Um, and they got to come and learn and share one another's stories. And it was super powerful. And I kept thinking, you know, people kept bugging me, are we going to do that again? And I just didn't feel right about it. I, but what I, I did feel kind of right about was like, every, like everybody in this space has something, every group, you know, listen, learn, love questions from the closet, um, all the, the kind of the heroes in this space, those people that spend a lot of time working uh, with LGBTQ people, that was like the beauty of like, I knew, I knew that needed to happen, that, that kind of bigger space. Um, so yeah. And then when Ben said that, I'm like, yep, we're, we're going, we're doing this. Let's, let's do this. And we're doing it. And just, and we're doing it. so it's going to be in, in Provo at the Utah Valley Convention Center on September 15th and 16th, um, two full days. And we're hoping to have an evening event, at least uh, one of those evenings. And yeah. it's going to be super duper fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, Richard, you mentioned uh, other other groups that are doing things. I just wanted to let's, like share a little bit of my story with, with, with some of the other groups. So I came out publicly when I was living in Tucson in January of 2015. There's a group called All Arizona, uh, and that is an LGBTQ group for for LGBTQ Latter Saints and their families and those who love them. And and they had a conference just a few months after I came out. And I just like stepping in the space. And I I want to go, but I was terrified to go. And I mentioned it to one of my friends and she said, well, if you want to go, I'll go with you. And so we drove two hours up to Mesa from Tucson and I was terrified. Like I'd never really like stepped in this world before. And my friend went with me and we had the best time. Um, and then when, when we, when we left, um, uh, I asked her what she thought. And she said, I need some time to process. And cause she hadn't been to anything like this before. And, uh, and, and then on, on the drive home, she just started crying and she just talked about what she'd experienced, what she learned. And it was so amazing to like, see her understanding expand and then to feel like I was finding community. Uh, and then I said, we need to do something like this in Tucson. Then we started our own little group in Tucson and, you know, she's, she's not gay. She's, she's an ally. And, and, uh, before I, like, as I was like, like thinking about how to do this, I didn't have to say, you know, Diana, do you want to do this? Like, I just assumed she would be involved. And then, but when I left two years later, uh, she ran the group when I was gone. And it was just like this little ragtag group of people, but, but it was meaningful. And so um, that's what happened. Like the first time I went to like an LGBTQ event, uh, a few months later, I went to, I, I traveled to Utah to go to affirmation. And I remember hearing John Gustav Rathal share his testimony 
as someone and also being in a same-sex marriage it's like feeling so much love and and feeling inspired by him and feeling the spirit direct me in my life in a way that is different than what his life looks like but feeling this connection to god as he was talking and having this beautiful time of affirmation and not long after that i went to a north star conference also up, up here in utah i traveled from from arizona up to utah and after one of the events a bunch of the the young college kids were just like hanging out and chatting and i stayed and chatted with those kids for like two hours just like sharing our stories. Some of those people that I met that day are still my friends. Like I still love, love and care about them. And so, and, and then going to, to um, Allison's event for the moms that, that, that was last year. I, I mean, I, I love moms, but like at this time where like my mom has Alzheimer's and um, so she's not really present in my life the way she used to be. I remember um, this one mom coming to me and Charlie, Charlie and I had both spoken at it and, she said to me after, uh, as, as we were talking, she said, I just want to tell you boys that we love you like you're our own boys. Like, like we love you so much. And I, like I needed that mom love that day. And so there's something really powerful that happens when, when families and LGBTQ people, you know, we get together and, and we, we, we talk. And uh, I want people to have that experience. And I know that, you know, there are lots of great things that are already happening. And we don't want to diminish any of that. We only want to add to it and add one more place. You know, we go to church every Sunday uh, for a reason. And if there are three conferences happening, we need 20. You know, we need 30. And this is just one more thing uh, to, 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 to add to that. Thank Definitely. you, Ben. Allison, some thoughts from you on that. I, I, I mean, I echo everything he says. There's great organizations. I kind of view it as... Um, it's a, it's a, when you go through this experience, I can only speak to being a mom, but as you go through this experience, you, um, you move from space to space where you are like kind of just getting used to this idea where you're embraceive of, you know, your child and you're angry at some parts of, uh, the church or your, or things that are said by members. And, and then you get to peace and you, you just keep moving through these different feelings and each of these groups and each of these, um, each of the groups out there, including yours are helpful at different stages to different people. And as Ben said, there's like, there's no way to be, um, to have enough of those. This is a really impactful, this is a very big group, actually. In fact, we are just trying to get some numbers together, but the Pew Research says that one in six households has an LGBTQ member in it. And that's from old numbers. It will, when we, I think when we get the new numbers in, it will be closer to one in five generally. But if we're talking about millennials and Gen Zs, it's going to be closer to one in four households. So we can look at our wards and say, okay, one in four of these families is this is important to them, and this is something that they're uh, that they're working with in their family, and they're trying to kind of coalesce their feelings about the church and their child's identity or their own identity, because there are many people who are older in marriages who are also LGBTQ. Um, so there's just there's no end of support systems that can undergird this like this community and we're just super happy to be part of that yeah. because 
you know, that's, that's what's needed right now is support. Yeah. And, 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 uh, our, our tagline for the conference is, is Christ-centered support for LGBTQIA saints and, the, and those that love them. We, we really want this to be focused on the savior and his attributes. And, you know, I do a lot of educating. So I spend a lot of time with straight members of the church who don't know what it's like to be LGBTQ and sharing my experiences. And that is wonderful and beautiful. And I'm so honored that I get to do that. And I will do it as, as much as I'm asked. But there's also something that happens when I'm with people that I don't have to explain myself to, that just get what it's like to be me. And I need both those spaces, spaces where I can be taught by people who are different, where I can teach people who have different experiences than me. But I also need places where I can just like, I can be like, I can just say something and someone like gets it without having to explain myself. And, you know, we're hoping that this space, this gather space can, can be a Christ-centered space that can do both those things, help educate people, but also create community of, of people who just have similar experiences that you don't have to explain yourself to. You just know that you belong with someone who have, with people who have similar experiences. Totally. Well, and that's part of our um, structure around gather, right? We're planning to have um, about three quarters of it will be all together as uh, members of the church who are um who are impacted by this and who are growing um their testimonies with this as part of their lives and then about a quarter of it will be broken into different um breakouts and it will just so we'll break out to lgbtq members parents and family and allies which we sort of all represent here um in the Which is kind of fun. I, was, I realized that a few minutes ago. <laughs> I know. So we we sort of have those spaces, um, and there will be different speakers and different ideas shared in each one of them. But they will all be based on the gospel of Jesus Christ and Christ as our guide. And and um, there'll be so they'll just be this court, you know, this maybe couple of hour session where we'll be together. And be able to talk about the things that are important to like, for me, for our group, it'll be the parents and raising these really special children in a time when they're being um, attacked in a lot of ways. So parents need special um, help and guidance to know how to protect a child who's actually being attacked quite often and almost in every space. So we'll, we'll focus on that. Um, and then, Ben, do you want to take yours? Yeah, so I'm, I'm planning a breakout session about LGBT, for LGBTQ um, folks. And we're going to talk about uh, how to create community, how to, how to find community. We're going to talk about how to share our stories uh, in ways that will will help us build Zion. Um, we might even have some some musical numbers. We can get a piano in there. And, and uh, yeah, and I'm just really excited to, to empower people uh, with, with with tools uh, to to build Zion in each of their communities. That that's what we're we're really looking forward to do, and just helping people see that that they're not alone. And we've got um we, we've got our, our our keynote speakers are already already listed, and we're just going to keep rolling out people who will be speaking um throughout the next few months. But we've got a, a lineup of people that is that is really spectacular. People who uh, have just enriched my life, and I hope can enrich the lives of, of everyone who attends. Yeah. And Richard, you're going to be in the uh, ally group, which you are sort of the kingpin ally, right? Like <laughs> you are the one. Well, there's lots of good allies, and I'm glad to help in any way I can. And 
Um, I'm just so glad listening to you um, understand more about this conference. I love, I went to Faith Matters Restore listeners that Ben, I think, mentioned or Allison at the beginning. And I recognize there's a need in our community for gathering. And I love the name that you've chosen, Gather. And I love the format where it seems to be mostly we're in a big group together. But I recognize, like Ben shared, I need at times community with people just get who I am and I don't need to explain myself. And hopefully us allies can help um, do that on behalf of our LGBTQ friends at times. But um, talk about who you want to come. I think you've sort of inferred this, but it sounds like you want allies, you want um, families, you want LGBTQ people. Do you want to talk any more about that? Yeah, our, our actually our ally group will also include leaders. I mean, I know we all get, uh, we have leaders that reach out to us privately like, hey, help. How, how do I help these um, LGBTQ members of the church and, the, and their families? Like, how do we keep them connected? How do we keep them in our congregation? How do we love them and support them um, in ways that let them know that they're really part of the family of God? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that's, and that'll be a, a big part of the leader and ally is how to do that. because. Uh, Truthfully, we all become leaders at some point in our church callings and in our ministry. Um, so, yeah, Ben, did you have? Yeah, and and you know, we, we do hope leaders will come. Although you know, they're 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 a portion of the of uh, of the people we're we're hoping will come. We're hoping a, a wide range of people will come. Mm-hmm. Um, but leaders just are, are, are they want to do their best. They want to do, and a lot of them just quite, don't quite know what to do. I, I got a text message from a bishop a few months ago. Uh, who said that he had a, a young woman in his ward who had come out as gay and was dating uh, someone from school, and she was bringing her 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 girlfriend to church with her. And he was like, "What do I do? What do I do with this?" And I said, "You have a youth who's coming to church and bringing someone like that's amazing. Right. Like I would I would just be grateful and and you know trust that that you're creating environments at church where the spirit is there that that can lead her and guide her. Just be so grateful that she's coming to church. She's like, "Oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. I should be grateful." And, you know, just like that little switch in, you know, and from a, how do I fix this to like gratitude that someone's participating, you know, I think was really good for him. Um, but uh, the, the, the group I really want to have come, because uh, I talk to people in this group all the time, are, are the, the, the good LGBTQ members of the church. And I, I say good, not, not as opposed to bad, but, um, but, you know, LGBTQ members of the church who just feel so alone. And I see this all the time. People feel so alone. Like, well, I just want to meet someone. And then they they get onto a dating app just like make friends, and you know that can be an effective way to make friends, uh, but that just shouldn't be necessary. You know, I want people to come and and and, and meet people. Uh, so I'm just hoping that, that people who who feel like they they don't have anyone they connect they can connect with will come. And I talk to BYU students like this all the time. Like I just wish I knew someone who was like me, and there's no one like me. And I tell them there are thirty thousand students on this campus. There are people who are very much like you. Just haven't yeah. found them yet. And, and I, I want people to, to be able to, to find people who, who are like them and, and, and make those kinds of connections. That, that's what I really hope. You know, Allison, you, you share this fish analogy all the time. Do you want to share it so I don't steal from you? Oh, no, yeah. I just, well, it was part of kind of the inspiration that I was feeling is that when we are, when we're in our little groups, like our Lift and Love group and our questions from the closet, and you're kind of really high, you're really involved in college kids and 
Richard's got his and, you know, on and on and, and everybody sort of has their ministry. When we get together, we look, people, people actually think there are very few LGBTQ people in the church and it's actually not true. In fact, at a BYU study, Ben, you know this, I think the number was that who identified only as, as uh, gay by, or bisexual was 13.2%. So if you look at that as far as a dorm room, it's, it's one in every two dorm rooms. There is an LGBTQ child who identifies somewhere on that spectrum that may or may not impact the rest of their lives, but they do identify, right? And so it is part of their lives. Um, it's, and again, one in six, even one in six households, I was telling my husband this last night and he's like, I cannot believe that. And I said, it, it's like a statistical fact from Pew Research. I didn't make it up. Um, this impacts a lot of members. We've done a lot of research at Lift and Love. It, it impacts, if, if we have, are a membership of 17 million people and we consider that 7.1 are LGBTQ, identify, that is 1.2 million members of the church who, are, who identify as LGBTQ. This is not a small group. So as we pull our groups together, we look like little fish together or alone. But when we swim together and we join our groups, we're a big fish. And a, and a big fish, you know, the schools of fish, they do that as a protection so that they look like a bigger fish, right? And they're, you know, they're less likely to be... Um, to be taken out <laughs> in the ocean. And I don't mean that in like, we're doing it to, less likely to be taken out, but it, it's important that people see how broad ranging this is and how impactful it is because we say things that hurt people we're sitting next to at church. And if we know that we're sitting next to people that this impacts at church, in our families, etc., we are, I mean, we're more compassionate. We are such compassionate, loving people that I think when people really understand the impact and the, the scope of this, they'll just, they'll, they'll understand and, and they'll come rescue with love. Thank you both. Um, love that. Uh, talk about just more logistics that people may wonder. Some may wonder, well, I'm not from Utah. Um, I'd love to live stream is there live streams? Some may be students and it, um, they may wonder about scholarships or pricing and obviously they can go to the website and figure that out. They may wonder if it's being recorded for later viewing, if they're not able to attend and if there's a cost for that. And you may not have all that figured out, but any of that you want to address right now? Yeah, you know, we're not an organization. We're just a coalition of friends who got together. Um, and so so we're, we're, we're doing this uh, with the best we have and, and, and doing live stream is actually quite a bit of work. So we've decided not to do a live stream. Right. Um, we're hoping it will be reported and then available later. Um, but that's not been decided. Uh, but yeah. that, that, that's the hope, but I, I don't see us doing a live stream. Uh, no. we, really, we really want students to be able to come. So there are discounted tickets, uh, for, for students on, on the website. Um, and, We've also had generous offers for scholarships because I know that it'll be tricky for some kids. So we we have some scholarships, and we'll figure out we'll get on the website kind of a a space where people can say, "Look, I can't afford this, but I can afford that, you know, this amount." So we'll we'll have that system soon. Um, and then, hey, Utah is a great place to visit in September. It's not too hot. 
It's in Provo. Um, it's a two day conference. It's packed with really inspiring messages. So come, come. I mean, it will, it will be really, you will, you will go away filled with hope and love. And that is worth a trip out here or a long drive or whatever. <laughs> Get here, be with us. Yeah. And and then go home and, and build Zion in your community. That, 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 that's the real hope. Now, yeah. can, I, can I just read two paragraphs of an essay I wrote? Yes. I wrote this essay a year and a half ago called Feared, Pitied, and Honored uh, about my experience as an LGBTQI saint. And I just want to just read the last two paragraphs. Uh, so I wrote this. Uh, Ten years ago, if you had told me I'd be doing what I'm doing now, that I'd be thriving and loving life, I would have thought you were crazy. After marvel that my life has ended up so differently than I could have ever imagined, and yet I've ended up doing so many meaningful, wonderful things. That's what happens when I look at the past. As I look to the future, I have no idea what I'll be doing 10 years from now. I have no idea how or if I'll be participating in the LGBTQ Larry St. world, but I hope 10 years from now that I'll be irrelevant or that I'll, I'll at least have been replaced by many others. I hope 10 years from now, people won't ask, can you be gay and a Latter-day Saint? Because that question will sound so silly. I hope 10 years from now, it won't be a family tragedy when a child comes out. I hope 10 years from now, having an openly LGBTQ person in a congregation will be the norm and not a novelty. Things are better than they have ever been for LGBTQ Larry Saints like me, but they're still bad, and I want to help make things better. To paraphrase the teachings of Hillel the Elder, if not you, who? If not now, when? Joseph Smith taught that we should waste and wear our lives bringing truth to light. I truly stand on the shoulders of giants, so many people who paved the way for me to be able to do what I'm doing today. I hope that I can lay a few pavers for those that come after me. I hope I can lay, I lay a paver whenever someone reads my book or listens to my podcast. I lay a paver when I'm asked to publicly share my experiences as a gay Latter-day Saint. I lay a paver when I share my experiences organically in small settings. But the most important pavers I lay are when LGBTQ students stop by my office and I listen to their stories and encourage them. I tell them that the future isn't bleak, that it is brighter than they could possibly imagine, that they will thrive as they align their choices with their values. And I tell them that they are not broken heterosexuals, but that they are whole as LGBTQ people. I don't know what I'll be doing 10 years from now, but I hope that those kids who now come to my office in despair will get to live in a world in which they aren't feared or pitied, but that they are honored for the good people that they are. That is the world I'm trying to build. And Larry St. Vernacular, we call that world Zion. And, you know, I just want to say, like, we're not trying to build an organization. Like we're not trying to build something that's self-perpetuating. You know, we're just trying to to help inspire people and lay some pavers for those who come after us. So I am so grateful, you know, for the cooks and the man wearings who started all Arizona, because that was that was my start. And they they laid some pavers that I could then walk and lay some lay some pavers for those who, who came after me. You know, uh, fifty years from now, we'll have been forgotten. You know, uh, we might not even be alive fifty years from now. <laughs> Um, but there will be people who will be out by then, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out by then. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Maybe I'll be alive. Maybe. Um, but you know, we, we just want to inspire the people who are alive now and and, and who are coming after us and just, just just lay some favors for for those who are coming next and hopefully, hopefully gather can, can be that. And I just, I just want to give back to the community that has given me so much and help expand the borders of Zion and the things that have already been happening. Ben, how long ago did you write that? Uh, it was it was almost two years ago now. Wow, yeah. wow, it's beautiful. 
it's beautiful. And it, it, it's, it made me, you, as you were talking about laying pavers, cause that is exactly what you're doing. I was actually the whole time we've been talking, I've just been thinking every time we say the word gather, I just think of this, this, our pioneers heritage and coming across the plains and how we knew, we knew inherently that we had to come across the plains together, even though at night we camped as families and we, um, uh, did a lot of the work as families there, the pioneers came across in groups and, and companies, right. And there were people that kind of led each company. Um, but each company would of course had different kind of makeup and ideas and ideals around them because they were different. And it's kind of like all of these different groups coming across the plane, trying to establish Zion, needing each other, um, and I think that is, in essence, what gather is, is this gathering of saints um, who are who are gathering our LGBTQ people back to the church because they are so needed. They're they all of the gifts from every member of the church who is to come and who has been is needed. And I just love that idea that you're laying uh, pavers and making it easier because it's, it's a hard road and it's been a hard road for many years. And we, gosh, we just, every member of the church we lose. And, and I, you, you both know, I, I, I bring this up because I have the long view of a brother who would be 63. Preston. Preston, who would, who feel, felt, uh, shoved out of the church for being gay and i have a son who's just barely at 23 embarking on his future um and i would desperately love him to be able to have a future in the church uh, but there's been a real shift in the last years and and i think i see it because i have i'm the mom but where the men and women who came before were not as supported by their parents, these children who are coming now are very supported by their parents. And um, we don't just lose the LGBTQ member anymore. More likely we'll lose the entire family. Mm-hmm. And these are righteous, faithful families who leave crying and, and sad and heartbroken. And we want to lose. I mean, we are, we are gathering people. That's what we are called by the Lord to do. And um, I just, every time I see a family let go, I just, I weep. It's like letting someone go on the ways from, you know, on the pioneer trial, like they did everything to get everybody here. And that's what we want to remind people is that we need everybody to help and gather. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Allison. And and the the one thing I'd add is, you know, like I love the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I participate, and I can't imagine a world where I'm not actively participating. And if for whatever reason people don't feel like that's their place, I want them to know they've got a place with me, know, that, that that people can gather with me and 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 in my circle. Um, I, I had a a really odd experience on Saturday. I got a, a an Instagram message from someone that I didn't know who's a fan of the podcast, and she messaged me. She said, "Hey, my my daughter loves your podcast. She's a return missionary, and she's marrying her girlfriend today." And we would love for you to come to the reception. And I asked her what time and I couldn't make it. She's like, well, just come to the luncheon. And I was like, and she's like, I know you're super busy and this is super weird. I was like, you know what? I've got time. I'll go. So I went to this wedding reception or this, this luncheon with people I didn't know. 
um, and just had like the best time. And um, you know, and the 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 bride and the other bride and, and her, her wife, you know, they they're both active in the church. They both got blessings from their bishops the Sunday before they got married. And you know, I talked to this family, and they're all active in the church, and they that this wasn't like a tragedy to them. They they just were just just wanted their daughter to, to, to be happy and to thrive and, and to participate in whatever way it felt like was going to work for her. And her wedding dress had pockets, which I thought was super, super smart. So um, smart. I know. Uh, but the dad like jokingly said, Hey, do you want to give a little speech? And I was like, of course I could give a speech. And then he's like, would you really want to give a speech? And I was like, actually, no, that seems so weird. <laughs> I don't know you all. Um, but, th- but this is what I would have said had I given the speech and I would have expanded on this, but you know, there's that primary hymn, I'll walk with you. And we, you would say, I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. And the one line I would add is I will celebrate with you, Oh, you know, and, and that, that, that's what, that's what I want to see happen. Like just celebrating the good things that are happening in people's lives, no matter what happens. I remember you know, these two lesbians I lived with in, in Tucson that were, were, were retired and neither of them were even Christians and they celebrated my activity in the church. They were just like, so thrilled that I was living the life I wanted to live. And, 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 and I, I want to be like those two women who celebrated something that to them made no sense, but like made me so happy. And I want to like, whatever, whatever life for someone's on, I want to celebrate uh, that whatever's making them happy. And I hope that this event can be a place where we just put this, like celebrate each other's lives, you know, celebrate the journeys we've been on, celebrate the, the, the times we overcome hardships, really think about the times that we're still struggling and, and having hard times and then make lifelong connections so we can be there for each other. I love that. You know, Ben, it, it reminds me, let's, let's talk about who is welcome at gather because you brought up a good point. Well, I talk, I was speaking of like members who are active. Um, we, we came up with kind of guidelines at the very beginning as we all met together and they were essentially, we, however, first of all, anyone that wants to be a, associated with the gospel in any way, shape, or form, even if it's not in activity, even if it's not, you're not a member, like you are welcome at gather. If you love that feeling, come. And anyone in with any identity, however you are living your lives, if you want to gather, come. Right? Did I cover? Did I yeah. Make- yeah. You know, I, I, people asked us like, well, is it only for certain like members of the church or active members? Absolutely not. It's for anyone who wants to be, you know, who loves God and wants to be in this community and, and wants to be in, to, wants to gather. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Allison. Okay. I just want to make sure everyone knows <laughs> you are all welcome. Come as you are. And I think that's part of the reason you chose September is um, is because students, Utah County students and other students would be um, back to school and um, yeah. potentially could do this over a weekend. And I, I, you know, if you're um, LGBTQ youth and feel your path is celibacy, um, a path that I think Ben feels called to, I'm putting words into his mouth, and this would be for you if you're active in the church right now, but may think in the back of your mind, I'll probably end up in a same-sex marriage. I think you're saying this conference is for you. If you're a parent, have got kids that are in same-sex marriages or on the on the path of celibacy, I think you're in 
saying this conference is for you. It's a broad net of people that are trying to connect to the gospel of Jesus Christ and trying to keep community. And I love Ben um, talking about his own story, but then trying not to make that everybody's story. That's a temptation for all of us, um, but he's honoring other people's journeys. Um, and that doesn't seem to threaten his personal story. And I think he teaches a principle for everybody is to let people write their own stories the best way they can, and then we'll walk with them, as Ben's talked about. Um, I I like that, you know, I sometimes think about, sometimes we create a false dichotomy that to fully love and follow God, we need to stop loving some of his children. Now, if there's harm there, if it's abuse, then we should. But if it's like the example Ben shared of, of attending a same-sex wedding, I think we just are be there with the finest moments. We let people write their own story the way they feel is best for them, and we connect them to the gospel in Christ so that they can write that. I call it writing it out of faith versus fear and writing it on what's right for them at their personal best versus fear or versus what other people think. I also like the, I sometimes when I think of gather, we're called to be gatherers, not sifters. And that's a huge principle of what you're trying to do with this conference and what your personal ministries are is our job is to gather and help everybody feel the love of Christ and feel a place of connection. I think when we do that, people make more thoughtful decisions that they have Christ in their lives and are able to write their story, especially LGBTQ Latter-day Saints, where it's pretty complicated to write their story and self-determine the best path for them. So I love the way you're casting a broad net. I'm some. Well, we can even talk about gathering wheat, right? Like we yeah. just learned last week in Come Follow Me or Come Follow Me study that that the Lord has angels that will do the sifting at the end, that we are called to live together and to grow together. And yeah. we really do grow to better together. Yeah, I think of President Nelson's charge together Israel. And I I would used to just think of the missionaries finding people in that faraway land. Um, and I still think of that, but then I think of the closeted LGBTQ youth at age 13 sitting in class and they are Israel and they need to be gathered. And so what, um, you two and others involved in this and other organizations are doing is really necessary and needed. And listeners, I mean, when I became an ally, I listened, I wanted to, you know, I didn't know all these organizations in the space. I read everything Ben wrote on his blog and continue to stay up to speed. But I just, I went to North Star, I went to Affirmation, I volunteered it in Circle. And each of those points, kind of like Ben Shank saying with all, as an LGBTQ person, were helpful for me as an ally. So this is a great place if you're a new ally and want to come place someplace that I was probably a little nervous that people were going to ask me to leave the church to be a good ally. And remember Troy Williams speaking at Affirmation, he said, if those of you are they're in the church, they're allies and want to stay in the church. I support you staying in the church. So um, I think if you're a new ally or a new parent or a new LGBTQ person, and you're wondering, will this um, conflict with my faith? I think you'll leave there with your heart changed in a way um, that will help you. I love the scripture, perfect love casteth out fear. I had a lot of fear about LGBTQ people and this sort of vernacular of, you know, well, well, I won't go down some of the things we say, because if you hadn't heard them, I want to put them in your mind. But I just recognize after meeting with Ben and now maybe a 500 or 1,000 LGBTQ Latter-day Saints, my heart's just full of love. There is no fear. Completely comfortable with my LGBTQ friends. And more importantly, I see their 
contributions to help us build Zion, and they are needed. It's not just we need, allies need to sort of go out and help them feel needed, but we're better off with them because of their contributions. And if their voices are silenced or they feel fearful of being there, then we're worse off as a, as a church. I don't know if you want to talk any more about, okay, I've got to go to, I want to go to North Star Affirmation or Encircle. Um, and I know you don't want to compete with any of those organizations. Is there any clear, is there any sort of just, I don't know if you want to draw any, I don't want you to do that. So I just, there may be people thinking, you know, how does this fit with North Star Affirmation and Circle or other organizations? What kind of, how does this all fit in? Do either of you want to talk about that? Yeah. You know, what, what I would say is if you're going to Affirmation and it's serving you, keep going. If you're going to North yeah, Star and it's working good, for you, go. yeah, keep, keep doing whatever is working for you. And if you feel like yeah. this conference could add to what's already happening in your life, great. Totally. Trust that the spirit will tell you what's good for you. Like, I think, I think a lot of times, in fact, people, I think fear, we know this, but let's just apply it so that it's more clear. Like this space is like any other growth experience in the church. If we lean to the spirit and pray to say to our savior and ask questions, which is what our gospel is all about, right? Our temple ceremonies, all of it's about asking questions, getting further light and knowledge, and trusting that the Spirit will help guide us. So, what? and I always tell moms the same thing. Go join one of the groups online, or go to Encircle, or Mama Bears, or, you know, uh, Free Hugs, or whatever, and see how you feel. Do you feel better after you're with that group? Does the spirit like swell your soul, or do you feel do you feel darkness and and less hope? Like the spirit guides each of us. That's our that's our commitment. That's our promise, right? Our covenant, covenantal covenantal promise. So trust the feelings you get as you as you engage with each of these groups, and by all means engage with the groups and just try. They're amazing people in every one of those groups. Amazing people doing good. And, you know, there's that scripture that says where, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will be in the midst of them. I have felt the presence of, of, of God at, at every, at each of these events that I've, that I've been to. And I yeah. am really confident that as we get two or three at this gather event, or maybe even a, little, a few more than two or three, um, that, that <laughs> Christ's spirit will be there uh, as well. So, yeah. so yeah, I say whatever's working for you, keep doing that. And if there's something you want, if, if this could be something that could add to your life, great. Come join with us. I've got a couple Exactly. More. Well, we met each, I met both of you at Encircle, although Ben doesn't remember meeting me <laughs> because I'm apparently quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but I met, met, met both of you and like my life is so much better That's great. because of it. So. Talk about um, two more questions and then anything else you want to talk about. I'd love you to talk um, for trans people. Do you have trans people involved in putting this conference together? Do you, we have content for parents of trans kids or trans Latter-day Saints? And um, also, if you want to talk about any of the speakers that are coming, just in case people aren't aware yet of who's speaking. Yeah, so we, we, have, we have trans people who are helping plan the events. And we have a few trans speakers who will be speaking as well. Michael Soto um, is transgender. He's from Arizona. He'll be one of our, our keynote speakers. We'll also have a, a trans speaker in, in my breakout session. And so, yeah, trans people have been involved in, in every part of the planning. And 
And I, I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely having their voices be heard and including them. And I think that that's something that we could always do a better job of and something that we're going right. to continue to do better at. We're working to, to continue yeah. listening to our, our trans siblings. Yeah. Our trans children and individuals are just under attack right now. And they really need, you know, people, I think because people have not had as much experience um, going to church with a trans individual, they are a little more uh, weary of, of what that looks like. But we just, as we've gotten, as I've gotten to know so many trans individuals and their families, I just, I weep every time I hear anything said about them in any kind of harsh way. This is, these are families who are, are working hard to protect their children, to, um, to restore or, or keep worthiness there. We, yeah, this is an important thing right now that we are all embracive and loving and that we ask and learn and study like you have Richard, like I have. And, and all of us. Yeah. Well, and people can go to people can go to the website to see the speakers that have already been listed. Steve Young will be speaking. Um, Allison and I will, will both be speaking. Uh Janice Cat Perry. Yeah, Richard speaking. Yeah. yeah. Janice Cat Perry has written an original song for the event, which I think is so That's cool. cool. Um so cool. So that that'll be fun. Um Darius Gray, an original, one of the very first uh Black members of the church to get the priesthood. We'll we'll have him um, speaking. Who else? He's like yeah. fantastic people. Yeah. There's a couple the, that are still secret. Good. Yeah. Two, two of the people I'm most excited about that that that, that are lesser known. Uh, my friend uh, Yesse Wilson. He's been on your podcast, Richard. Uh, he was a BYU Hawaii student. He's Filipino and Hawaiian. And just did a bunch of outreach at, L- at at BYU Hawaii. Just absolutely phenomenal. I'm so excited to have him come speak, and more people get to know him. Uh, and and Liv Mendoza Haynes, uh, who's mm. uh, a convert from Mexico, married to a man, has a kid. She identifies as queer, and she just has such a fun personality. And uh, she drops these truth bombs that are just so great. <laughs> and so I'm just excited. I'm just, we just have so many awesome people coming. You know, and 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 I just. I'm just so excited to get to spend time with with all these wonderful people. And there's going to be an art yeah. show. Uh, uh, an art show is being planned um, that that's organized. Um, but by, by, by Alice and I aren't, aren't organizing the art show, but there will be an art show. And there's going to be yeah. art done by by queer members, and that can be purchased. And and hopefully, their arts will bring prints. And so it's just going to be a, a lot of fun stuff going on. Yeah. There's- yeah, and just and wide views, right? Older LGBTQ members of the church, younger LGBTQ members, like it's just it's going to be. I I, I predict it will be the largest gathering of LGBTQ saints ever in one place, and I I just can't imagine the the love that will radiate. And the testimonies that will be strengthened and the spirit that will be there. This is going to be amazing. Some people that have been doing this a long time, Tom Christofferson. Um, for those of you who don't know Erica Munson, she started Mormons Building Bridges. And as Ben mentioned, John Gustav Rothau, who was instrumental. Did he start Affirmation? 
No, he didn't start, but he was president of Affirmation for a few years. The president of Affirmation. I mean, the breadth of information and um, just lived experiences is going to be amazing. I get tender hearted when I hear all of those names. Those are terrific people. I know, right? Like Eric and John and Liv and Lisa. EC, I always say his name, Brother Wilson. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes, if you're listening, but um, I do love the range and perspective. And listeners, I just, I call it the trap of under opinions. We have to listen. This is me talking to allies and local leaders. We have to listen to LGBTQ people to learn about LGBTQ people. We shouldn't form opinions and um, we can't listen to one story and then say we've checked the box and now we understand that whole group. It's not a, it's a very wonderful, diverse group, and there's lots of diversity within that group. And I love the broad umbrella that Gather is bringing to um, to bring a lot of voices forward. When we know better, we do better. And I would think all of us, if we leave Gather, will be deeply moved, and spiritual impressions will come to our mind of what we can do in our own personal lives if we're queer or if we're an ally or a parent to improve the experience for others. And that's part of our baptism covenants. And I look at what you're all doing as just an extension of baptism covenants to gather Israel and to um, bring us together and to bring more hope and peace and understanding. So I just love what you're all doing. And those that aren't on the Zoom call right now that or the podcast that are part of Gather, thanks to you for your efforts. Some of you are behind the scenes and working on logistics that um, no one will may not know about, but your work is really needed. And um, those of you that don't have a big podcast or a book or are a stakeholder in a big event, but are just privately serving in your release society or in your young men's and just doing, I think what we all need to do is just what we can do in our circle of influence to help. And you may not have a book or a podcast. You may think, I wish I did, or you may get spiritual impressions. No, my path is just to be where I am in my circle of influence and do what I can do. And that um, and act on the spiritual impressions. We're all needed in our own respective circle of influences. So don't get hard on yourself if you're not having a wide circle and a wide influence. It's a team effort. And Gather may give you principles and perspectives and ideas on what you can then do to go back in your circle of influence or your own personal life, especially if you're queer, on how to make, I just call them faith-based decisions or decisions based on faith and not fear and write your own story and really own that so you can feel the ownership of that and write that at the time of when you're in a really good spot spiritually. I think Gather will help you um, connect closer with Christ as Allison and Ben are talking. So that's all I'm going to say, but I'm going to turn it over to Ben and Allison. And I will say in the show notes, we'll link to Gather. Um, Mm -hmm. Gather hyphen conference is the web address. We'll link to Lift and Love. Questions in the closet if you're not familiar with that podcast, and also Walk in My Shoes, Ben's book. So, Ben and Allison, back to you for final comments. I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I am a big believer that the best ideas haven't been thought of yet, and and I have been absolutely inspired um, by spending time with allies, my LGBTQ friends and loved ones, and going to these kinds of events. And I've had inspiration and knowledge given to me through the Holy Ghost uh, that I didn't have until I was in those spaces. And so I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know what 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 revelation will come uh, for, for people personally, um, but I trust this will be a revelatory experience. 
I'm just really excited to um, partner with with uh, so many friends and and um, and and create an environment where where I believe the spirit will be able to speak to people. So I'm just excited to see what happens. Ooh, I am too. I I echo what you say. I if there is one thing I would say to people and that I would want them to know is that I. I know the Savior because of this experience, this experience that I wouldn't have chosen that has been hard, both with my brother's death and raising a child um, and and trying to protect him in all the ways that moms want to protect their child and, and have him have a good experience. I I got to know somebody who I thought was very far away and who... Um, who knew me but didn't really know me, didn't really, couldn't really help me. And now I know that the Savior is walking with me, guiding me with the Spirit and thoughts that there are, there's no way they could have been my own, uh, comforting me when I'm angry and hurt and sending people to me to support and love what I try to do and hopefully in turn that I can be that to other people. It has been hands down the most uh, faith building, um, testimony building, and relationship with the Savior building experience that I have ever had and will likely ever have. And I wish I wish people know that um, while it's hard and scary and there's lots of fear, that the blessings of the, of this are immeasurable and i hope that everyone comes as ben says and has their own understanding we're, we're taught that about the savior's uh focus on the one when he gathers the lost sheep um who's who we've lost or who the the shepherd had lost i hope that we each have an experience through this that will will guide us and comfort us and fill us full of hope Thank you, Allison and Ben. Um, listeners, please register for Gather. Don't wait. I encourage you, even though it's not till September, um, to go ahead and register. Share that registration link with others. Get the word out about Gather. Send this podcast to them if they want to learn more about Gather, perhaps if they need that added background information before registering. But some people can just go register. And um, thank you, listeners, for listening. And thank you, Ben Shalati and Allison Dayton for joining us on another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love. Mm-hmm.